So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Joining us here in studio... One of the best ever to do it. Yeah. Tori Holt. Yeah. How you doing, my man? I'm hanging, man. Long time no see. I know it, man. I'm hanging, bro. Just uh, just taking it easy, enjoying the summer, and you know, working with the foundation still. And, yeah. You know, doing work with our with our with our business construction business as well, and working with the NFL legends community and trying yeah. to keep our, our legends, our Karen and legends and alumni abreast of of what's going on and uh, helping them through their you know transition and. Now I'm here with you. Yeah, now you're, now you're here yo. with me. Now, yeah. you're, now, now you're taking steps down. You're here <laughs> with me. Um, so I actually want to get into the, the foundation real quick. For those, those people who don't know, the Holt Brothers Foundation uh-huh. is out there. You and your brother started that years ago. What 23 is, years ago. 20, 23, wow. Yeah. Um, 23 years ago. So for those who may not know about the foundation, what is it and what do you guys specialize doing in terms of what do you guys raise money for? Who do you raise money for? Holt Brothers Foundation supports young kids with a parent or guardian that's battling cancer. Mm-hmm. We lost our mom to lymphoma in 1996 and yeah. vowed to do something in honor of her name. Mm-hmm. So we provide education on emotional and peer empathy for those families. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, When we were growing up, we didn't have uh, programs like this to to help us better understand and to cope with what was going on with the diagnosis of my mother having cancer. So uh, this is our, this is our life missions work, man. You know, I, I believe, and I've said several times, I believe we all are, are here to do special things and we all are doing those things, but we also are here to serve and give to others. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, our foundation gives us an opportunity to serve our community, serve others that are dealing with the same thing that my brother and I, my sister and my pops and my grandmother, everybody dealt with when, the diagnosis of cancer enters the home. Yeah. So uh, we just try to, again, help those families be able to better cope with it, uh, give them the skills, give them the confidence, give them the peer empathy, the education that they need to be better. I know you guys had, I was fortunate, I was able to attend my girlfriend and I back in November, back in the fall. You had uh, one of your fundraising events at the Angus Barn, but yeah. you guys had the emphasis like, hey, wear your sneakers and all that yeah. kind of stuff, which I'm like, I have, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for like, let's add sneakers into like our, into our culture in the no sense doubt. of like our, formal wear yeah. you know like oh we're we're dressing mm-hmm. up like i could still wear sneakers yeah. and dress up at the same time yeah. I'm, I'm for this and look good exactly at the same time i think i look great doing it yeah. i actually think i mm-hmm. look better than yeah. i do in a pair of dress shoes but that's my personal opinion. right on that's my personal opinion tory holt joining us here in studio all right it's the nfl off season i want to get your perspective as a former nfl player and also a former college player but we'll dive into college in a second but in the nfl training camp is a month away essentially yeah. less than a month away during this time of year, we as fans, and we don't see what's going on right. in terms of what you all are doing. We yeah. just see guys roll in day one <laughs> of training camp and like, yeah, that guy looks in shape. Right. But at this time of the season, are, are you really ramping things up? Like, How, how is your offseason plan going at this time of year uh, to get ready for training camp? Well, you're just coming off of, you know, guys are just coming off of mini camps. Yeah. And, um, and some guys stayed in their city. Some guys have made their way to their offseason homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still training happening. Uh, maybe uh, you know, maybe scale back just a little bit uh, because you're getting ready for the holiday. Mm-hmm. But then after the after the the Fourth of July and on, guys start to ramping it up to get themselves ready uh, to be in shape for training camp. And then you go into training camp in good shape, 
And then as you get into training camp, then you elevate to yeah. a whole another level to get ready, get yourself in game shape mm-hmm. to compete for for a season. So there's levels to it, and the pros got it. The pros got it down to 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 to, to an art. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think back to when I when I was playing, and I, and I was having this conversation with with my daughters about when I would hit it, and then when I would chill, and then when I would hit it, and then when I would chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just you have to understand and know your body. And a lot of these professional athletes do. A lot of these collegiate athletes do. Uh, so they're doing a really good job of preparing themselves to get ready for training camp. Like right now, my daughters are training. They're running. They're going over to university, training with their training coach. Yep. Uh, getting ready for their sprints and their conditioning tests, lifting weights, doing all those things to get ready for a season, which will start. They'll report in August, which is next month, and then they'll be ready to go for their uh, for their fall soccer season. Uh, so it's phases to it, but again. The collegiate athletes, the trainers, the pros, the trainers—they have it down to a science. And for the most part, that I've seen since being associated with the National Football League, guys come into shape, come into camp in pretty good shape. And again, as they get into camp, then they take it to the next level to get ready to compete at the highest level. Do you ever find yourself in a situation maybe where you were overtraining? Because um, I'm sure that can definitely happen if you yeah if that you can go happen too hard. Yeah, that can happen. You, you can almost wear yourself. Yeah, out that can too happen. Much. And for me, I I think back to when I was in college and I would stay after practice. Or I would stay a couple of extra days. I mean, a couple of extra minutes in the gym, and my coach would be like, "Hey, go ahead and get out of here. You, mm-hmm. you you've done enough training. You don't want to overtrain yourself. You don't want to exert yourself to exhaustion, and then you end up hurting yourself." Yeah. So yeah, but as an athlete and as a competitor. Sometimes you go into that type of mm-hmm. mind frame, oh, yeah. mindset where you can overtrain. Yep. And it's not a it's not um anything bad to say about that particular athlete. It's just the way that they're wired. Mm-hmm. But you do have to have trainers, you do have to have teammates and people around you to say, Hey, okay, let's back off, save some of that for when it really matters. Yeah, I I ran into that when I, I played lacrosse in college and I had that same type thing. Like I would sometimes even after practice go lift weights and yeah. my coach would be like, get out of here. Yeah, like I'm I'm locking yeah. the door. Well you, you 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 were considered a gym rat. Yeah, I and was we have a yeah. lot of gym rats in, in, in sports. Uh-huh. But again, it comes down to that trainer, to that coach saying, Hey, you've had enough. Mm-hmm. Go home and relax. Yeah. And do your thing. But the pressures and the intensity and the competitiveness yeah. of sports, man, drives us, drives uh, our collegiate athletes and even our pro pro athletes now um, to a level where we may do a little bit too much. Tory Holt, former NC State Rams professional wide receiver, joining us here in yeah. studio. Um, when you got to the NFL versus college, because it seems like college now, like everything's just laid out for the kids when they get there. Like, here's where you're living. Here's where you're eating. Here's when you're eating. Here's what you're eating. Um, here's your workout plan for the day. Everything's laid out. But then you go pro. All right. You're on your own now. Like, How difficult of a transition is that for young guys going from that, that first year out of college yeah. or was that second year out of college to get ready for the rookie season or even second year. Oh, it's a transition, and yeah. it's a real transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also uh, helpful if you have veteran players, good coach, yeah, good leadership in the building to help you be to help you learn how to become a pro. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest one of the b- bigger challenges as well. Who is that for you? For 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 me, it was. I mean, I had several guys. Mm-hmm. I had Ricky Pro, yeah, Isaac Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, Ray Agnew. Um. Adam Timmerman, Marshall Falk, the list goes on, yeah. on and it's on. A lot of good guys, ones. yeah, <laughs> a lot that of really I've good had ones. to see Orlando Pace, guys that I've had an opportunity to watch daily and, and learn how to be a pro and how they carry themselves, how they took care of them, their bodies, um, 
how they got the proper rest, the proper sleep, the proper training, um, the maintenance that your body requires daily, learning how to do that, mm-hmm. um, what it takes to do that. So I had good examples in front of me. But, yeah, it was certainly a transition because the season is certainly different than a collegiate season. Yeah. Uh, it's it's longer games. It's more rigorous. It's more physical. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's more stressful. The expectations are higher. Yeah, you're getting legit paid now. <laughs> and you're getting legitimately paid really good money, and you have to, in turn, uh, provide excellent production. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, for me, I was fortunate to have that type of leadership in front of me right from the door. And uh, if guys have that, that gives them a better chance of having success pretty early on and throughout the duration of their careers. Well, I, I look at down the road Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young. He's, he's got Andy Dalton right there. Yeah. Like That's that's yeah. a great example for yeah. someone to learn from. But you go into the collegiate ranks. For example, we have here at North Carolina, the young guy Drake May, who has that pressure now of, like, I don't know it's not pressure. Probably he probably puts it on himself, but definitely from the outside of Heisman Trophy, yeah. top pick, all this yeah. kind of stuff. That's a lot for a young guy to handle. Well, he, I mean, he he certainly has played at an elite, at an elite level. Yeah, but I'm sorry, uh, very I'm sure early. He, I'm sure he also has learned from his brother. So having you having his brother there, mm-hmm. having his pops who also I think played. Yeah, uh, the hope you know they just got a family of of, of athletes, so they, he can pull from examples from from anybody within the family. But I think for Drake, the fact that he's uh, been elite so early. Yeah, the expectations of him to come back and to play well is there, that's, and that's fine. I mean, that yeah. that comes with it. Um, I think for Drake is just settle, just settle down, just mm-hmm. relax, and just play the game. Play it the way that you know how to play it. Uh, rely on your teammates. Uh, rely on your coaches to put you in the best possible position to succeed, and then just go out there and do your thing. Yeah, you know, for quarterbacks, you know they're handling the football all the time, so protect the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, get it to the open guy. Yeah. Uh, be smart, slide, and get down when you need to. Because we all know that he's an athletic guy that yeah. can take off. But being smart in that space. Um, it, but, again, more importantly, just have fun, man. If he has mm. fun, uh, dive into the details of what they're asking him to do. They'll be on a new coordinator this year. Mm-hmm. So diving into the details of what has been asked of him, um, he'll be just fine. The talent is there. Yeah. Um, the competitiveness is there. The pedigree is there. Um, now he's decided to continue to just keep it all in place, keep the keep keep the main thing, the main thing, which is going out and playing, having fun, and helping your team win. How much of that is lost sometimes with athletes having, having fun? fun? Because um, because of it, that, it, it that can, pressure, even at professional level, because I got a contract I yeah, got to earn. Yeah, I got, this is my job now. Yeah, it can. Sometimes get lost. it's hard. To, yeah, yeah, it so, can get lost pretty. It can get lost uh, because again, the the pressures of of succeeding daily mm-hmm. and succeeding on on Sundays. Speaking to pro guys. Um, it's high, man, and it can it can take away from why we all started playing this game in the first place, and that was because we loved it and it was fun, yeah, and it was competitive. Um, so I've I've always I've always kept that a priority for me when when I was playing playing athletics was to yes enjoy it. I'm doing something very mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing something that a lot of folks don't do at a very high level, but it's also fun, yeah. And I think the the way that I the way that I care of myself, I think the way that athletes that you see that have fun fun on a daily basis daily basis and have fun on game days, that's how they are. They practice that way, uh, they move that way. Is you know, they allow themselves to have fun, not to take themselves too serious. Because again, when we were I go back to being little kids, mm-hmm. that was a big part of athletics was having fun and competing. 
Just go enjoy it. Yeah. Just go enjoy it. That's Tory Holt, one of the best ever to do it. NC State grad, former Ram, yes. Jaguar, yes. Patriot for a hot second. Yes. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Thank just you, gonna man. Go. I'm just going to say that. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Check out Holt Brothers. Holt Brothers Foundation. Holt Brothers Foundation. Yes, Holt Brothers Foundation. Holt Brothers Foundation.org. Check us out. Mm-hmm. See what we're doing uh, here in the community. Thank Give, you, man. Oh, for, thank for you. Me. Appreciate it. Sure. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. And also make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215. Or text Tim to 600-700. Yeah, that's Chris Lee, Graham Hill, producing us this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. Uh, real quick note here, something tied here locally. Harrison Barnes signed a three-year contract extension. NBA free agency starts in about two hours, two hours and 15 minutes to be exact. Uh, Harrison Barnes, three-year contract extension worth $54 million. Good on that, man. Shout-outs to him. Good on that. He's been. It's crazy how long he's been in the NBA. It's 11 years now he's been in the league. Still, He's only 30. He just finished his age 30 season, which is wild to think about. Yeah, he's definitely carved out a niche for himself. Um, you know, and, and he's going to be one of those guys that he'll he'll probably for the next, you know, six, seven years, will be able to find his way on an NBA team just mm-hmm. because of his experience and because he's a consistent uh, three-point shooter. He's also a consistent defender. So, um, hey, kids, this is – if you want to be like anybody, shoot to be like – uh, Harrison Barnes. He ke- he keeps a job in the NBA for sure. And shoot like Harrison Barnes. He shoots over nearly he shoots nearly 38% from 3. So shoot like him too. That'll help you a whole lot. That's for sure. All right, Chris, you and I talked a little bit earlier today. We had this idea of in NASCAR they have a street race. Graham, let's let's get some uh, like a, some sort of instrumental bed for this. But NASCAR's having a street race in Chicago which I think is super cool. A street race in Chicago as opposed to a tr- you know traditional oval tracks or things like that. Or maybe they go to Watkins yeah. Glen for a road course. A true, basically following the model of, of F1 in terms of literally racing in the streets of the city. Yeah. So if we we're going to do our own street race here in the city of Raleigh, Chris, we're going to map out our own course. I want to hear about this long trek this epic <laughs> racetrack that you have going on here, Chris. First, before we get into it, can I say this? Hmm. Uh, first off, I am so happy that NASCAR is doing this. I think it's awesome. Because I, re- I, w- I was having a conversation with some, like, NASCAR guys, like mm-hmm. people, not people who work for NASCAR, but people who really love NASCAR back in, like, 2016. And I said it would be cool if NASCAR just, you know, shut down some streets and did like an actual street race in like um, just in a city somewhere as opposed to an actual track. And boy, they looked at me and talked to me afterwards like I was just dumber than a pile <laughs> of bricks because they were just like, there's no way this could ever happen. Like, what are you talking about? NASCAR could never blah, 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 blah. And now seven years later, it's mm-hmm. happening. So I wish I could just find all those guys and just look at them in the face and be like, ah, see, see? Like it wasn't suck. a bad idea. Uh-huh. It wasn't a bad idea. Hey, who's the dummy now? <laughs> All right, what's People this? like to call you dumb when you have new ideas that are out of the box. 
Yeah. Just because they don't understand it. That's true. All right. Start us off, Chris. What is your street race course in, okay, the Ra- so in, in, the, in Raleigh or the Raleigh area? The actual course that we're that's in Chicago uh-huh. is only about a two-mile uh, circuit, about okay. a two-mile track, right? Um, mine is a little bit bigger than that. Mine uh, ends up being 23 miles. So shout-outs to uh, Michael Jordan. That's a little uh, bit bigger. Yeah, really <laughs> ten, over bigger. 10 times longer, but that's fine. Go on. Shout-outs to Michael Jordan okay. for that. So we're going to start off Capitol Boulevard, and we're going to go south uh, from 540 down to 440. We're going to connect on 440. Wait, we got to drive down Capitol? Yeah. Yeah, we're shutting from down Capitol. From 540 to 440. Okay, that, yeah, that in Capitol and of itself down. is – No, I know. I want them to race while there's traffic. I want <laughs> 7.45 a.m. I want them to race when there's real traffic. Yeah, you're asking for, uh, you know, people to get hurt in that situation, too, because people hey. already use capital like it's NASCAR, which is actually one of the reasons why I decided to use capital in this, because people do uh, drive down capital okay. like they are racing. So from four, 540 to 440, connect on 440 to Glenwood, but then hang that right at Creedmoor. Then we're going to go straight up Creedmoor to hit four, 540 back over to Capitol Boulevard, and that is one lap. That is 20 three miles i think that will be one amazing race okay uh, hit that thing maybe you know a few times and then you get 500 miles out of it cool i'm with it all right i'm gonna go a, a much different uh style of race course i'm not exactly sure the d- true distance of mine chris but i'm actually keeping mine in in raleigh proper i guess you could say no, no, we're not heading up to 540 we are going to touch 440 a little bit, though. So we're actually going to start on Western Boulevard right there in front of Pullen Park, but heading west on Western Boulevard. So actually, my start-finish line is going to be where Western Boulevard meets the campus of NC State at Dan Allen Drive, right over there okay. by uh, right over there by WRAL. So that's where we're going to start, okay? We're heading west, Pitt Road, at some point during the show, when you're heading west on Western Boulevard to, uh, to 440, you got to stop at either the Bojangles, the Popeyes, the Biscuitville, or the Cookout. You have to stop there at some point on Western Boulevard. That is Pit Road, okay? That's Pit Road. If you want to go across the street to the Taco Bell or, or even go to Medios, that's totally fine, up to you. But you got to stop there on Western Boulevard again at the Biscuitville, Cookout, Bojangles, Popeyes. You got to stop there somewhere. We're going to head east on 440, so we're going to make a right turn on 440. We're going to head all the way up to Wade Avenue. That's right. We're going to get off on Wade Avenue, heading towards downtown, okay? So we're heading east on Wade Avenue, not out towards 40. We're heading back towards downtown. So we're going down Wade Avenue, okay? All the new pavement and stuff that's there on Wade Avenue. So we're going to drive on the backside of Meredith, all of that. So we're taking all the way to Wade Avenue. Then we're actually going to turn down Oberlin Road and head up to the Village District, okay? We're going to go around the Village District, turn left on Clark Avenue, going to go straight on Clark until it turns into P Street. We're crossing over Glenwood South. We're going under the P Street Bridge, and we're going all the way to Blunt Street. We're going to turn right on Blunt Street, go all the way down Blunt Street, past Moore Square. You have to turn inside City Market by Big Ed's, come out that way, and then you're going to find yourself on Davie Street. I'm sorry, on a... Yes, on Davie Street. Find yourself on Davie Street, heading towards the Warehouse District. Going to hit McDowell Street, 
go up to Hillsboro, head left on Hillsboro Street, west towards NC State. We're going to head that way. You're going to go all the way past St. Mary's School, all the way to uh, – we're going to head all the way to Dan Allen. Actually, we're going to head all the way to Pullen Road, back down to Western Boulevard, right on Western Boulevard, back to Dan Allen. So we're going through Western Boulevard. We're hitting Hillsboro Street. We're going Wade Avenue. We're catching downtown as well, hitting all the big spots, Chris. That is so, my that that is my street race for the city of Raleigh. Your your street race um, is is more of a like let's hurry up, see who could hit the turn really quick, and mm-hmm. if you come out of the turn good, then more than likely you're going to be ahead and all of that. See, mine is like I, I love I have my straightaways, a lot of straightaways, so it's going to be super speedy down those straightaways. Oh, Wade Avenue is my straightaway. And for, and I got 440 as well. Trust me. I got some, yeah, yeah. I got no, some you, speed you have spots them. here. You have them, but I'm saying I, I, mine are, are a lot longer than yours. <laughs> like awesome. I have one that's at least like seven miles just going like just straight. And guys are just uh, seeing who's the fastest down the straight set, uh, straight line. So it's I think I would like to see both diff- both races. Both of them are kind of different offer you different things if we're gonna do a true city race like i, I want to hit these and also as well they gotta abide by all those no turn on red signs that are in downtown raleigh now that's something you have to abide by if the light's red you can't turn sorry you're stuck abide by all those those same traffic rules as us too i want you to abide by all those and i also want this to happen at 7 45 in the morning with all the traffic i want to see if you yeah. truly are the great driver that you really are yeah, I would you, love to see these guys handle. Are get hurt by I would your, love to see these guys handle plan. Wade Avenue in the morning. Actually, you know what? Start this race at 4 p.m. Let's see how you handle Wade Avenue at that time. I want to see how good of a driver you really are. Supposed People the, are going to get hurt by your. Supposed plan. to be the best in the world. Prove it. Prove it. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.